Hey, do you have the time? Oh, wait, I have my watch on me. It's two past Shesterskin as the Devils were able to beat their Hudson River rival, the New York Rangers, by a score of 2-1. to one. And now they just trail the Carolina Hurricanes by a single point in the Metropolitan Division. We have a lot to talk about in this exciting matchup for the Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils Rider for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. What an outing from the New Jersey Devils. They were able to come away with a 2-1 to victory against their cross-river rival, the New York Rangers. And also, don't look now, but the New Jersey Devils now trail the Carolina Hurricanes by a single point in the Metropolitan Division because the Carolina Hurricanes lost one of their more recent games against the Detroit Red Wings by a score of 3-2. to two. So that first place position in the Metro is still very much up for grabs if the Devils want it, and they are within striking distance. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about some of the challenges that I set for the New Jersey Devils in the previous episode, and we're going to talk about to see if they did rise to the occasion or not. Spoiler alert, they were able to rise to the occasion for all of them. And then I'm going to give you guys my initial thoughts to the game in segment two and talk about some of the main storylines because we saw a lot of players redeem themselves, whether it was after the game or during the game, wherever the case might be. And then like I do for every post-game recap, I'm going to give you guys the final stats and give the Devils a letter grade. So let's start out with these challenges that I set for the New Jersey Devils in the previous episode. So if you need a refresher, one of the challenges that I had for the New Jersey Devils was for Lindy Ruff to make a lineup change, primarily with Kevin Ball. So here's the thing. The last few games, Lindy Ruff has been rolling with 11 to 7 sort of lineup. So he has 11 forwards and seven defensemen, and, and it involved uh, Kevin Ball being in the lineup and also Brendan Smith. And I said, look, I don't really mind the 11 to 7 lineup. However, it really depends who's out there. So one of the things that I was basically preaching was that I would prefer if Kevin Ball starts and Brendan Smith sits, and then we go back to the 12 to 6 lineup. So that's what Lindy Ruff did in this game. And it was a big matchup, obviously, against the New York Rangers. So I'm glad that he put the trust in Kevin Ball to basically showcase what he can do. Because Kevin Ball, let's face it, during the month of March, he has been spectacular. He's been holding his own end on the defensive side of things. And in this game, especially early on, I saw Kevin Ball assert himself relatively early. So I recall in period number one that the New Jersey Devils, they had a turnover in their defensive end. They had trouble clearing the puck, and Kevin Ball and Damon Severson are out there on the rink, and who's able to clear the puck so that way the Devils can go for a change? It was Kevin Ball. And not only that, a few possessions later, I saw Damon Severson and also Kevin Ball just stand tall in the defensive end and also assert themselves so that way the New York Rangers couldn't set up shop in their offensive end. So the one thing I say for Lindy Ruff is that you got to keep uh, Kevin Ball in the lineup because uh, I know Brendan Smith provides that chippiness. He provides that veteran leadership, but let's face it, he racks up too many unnecessary penalties. And I just see more potential and more upside in Kevin Ball 
given his big body frame and given how he could play on the defensive side of things. And similar to what Ryan Ovazinski alluded to in one of his more recent articles, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to possibly putting Kevin Ball on the top defensive pairing with Dougie Hamilton. In fact, I think that would be somewhat intriguing. I think Dougie Hamilton can possibly get the most out of Kevin Ball because you got Kevin Ball who will uh, just uh, establish himself on the defensive side of things. And then for Dougie Hamilton, he'll obviously bring the offense. So I think that that dynamic could be somewhat intriguing and interesting and also unique to watch. So digressing a little bit, Kevin Ball remaining in the starting lineup. That was challenge number one for the Devils, specifically with Lindy Ruff. So it was complete when the lineup card was released. Now, challenge number two, the Devils have to get off to a good start in period number one to set the tone the rest of the game. So here's the thing for the Devils, and I talked about it in uh, my post-game recap episode after the New York Islanders loss. I said for the Devils, look, you're going to run into hot goaltending, but that can't be the only excuse as to why you come away with the losing end. So the one thing I said for Devils is that when you're facing against someone like Shesterskin, I know he's going to make grade-A saves, and trust me, he made a, a, a handful of grade-A saves in this matchup. In fact, not even a handful. I think he made two handful saves in, in this matchup against the Devils. He, he was basically – he was keeping the Rangers in the game. So I will give credit where credit is due. But still, I'm like, Devils, you got to find a way – to get a couple past them so that way you can try to at least put yourself in a decent position to come away with the win. So uh, one of the things I've been saying is like, if you can't win with good offense, you got to win with good defense because I said scoring a goal or two, that's enough to come away with the win. And lo and behold, the devils come away on the winning end by a score of two to one in regulation. So I'm like, figure out a way. And they were able to do so early in period number one. They were able to get the first goal of the game thanks to Eric Halla. They got a power play goal thanks to Timo Meyer. And in the words of Lindy Ruff, uh, he described Timo Meyer as just a bull with the puck. And we're going to talk more about that in segment two because I think uh, Timo Meyer is starting to shut up the naysayers. But the first period was going to be crucial for the New Jersey Devils if they wanted to come away with the win. When looking at the previous 15 first periods for the New Jersey Devils, they have allowed. 47 goals, and in retaliation, they've only scored 48 themselves. So it goes to show you how that dynamic has been going for the Devils the past few games. So if the Devils wanted any chance of beating this new-look Rangers team, you have to try to establish yourself in period number one. And what did the Devils do? They outshot the Rangers. They were able to put up two on the board, and they didn't let the Rangers score in period number one. So there you go. The stage has been set for you to try to put your foot on the gas pedal and try to come away with the victory. Now, don't do what you did against the Florida Panthers and allow so-and-so unanswered goals because now you just put yourself uh, at the mercy at the Rangers. So period number one, can you set the tone? Can you uh, set the stage? Can you basically establish yourself against this Rangers team? Check. Devils were able to do that. Third challenge I have for them, if adversity does hit, respond quickly. So... I'm going to pick on Ryan Graves momentarily because in period number two, the Rangers were on the power play and Ryan Graves was trying to clear the puck. Unfortunately, it took an unlucky hop and Kreider was able to score. So thus the Rangers were able to cut the lead in half. So Ryan Graves, is that a blunder or is that just unlucky? I'd say that's just unlucky because like I said, it, it, it unfortunately just took a bad hop and there was nothing Ryan Graves could do. I wouldn't say that was a boneheaded mistake. I would just say that it was just wrong place, wrong time. And 
And unfortunately, it came back to bite the devil. So Ryan Graves, we've been picking on him the last couple episodes because let's face it, he got burned by Kyle Palmieri twice in the previous matchup against the New York Islanders. People are saying that Ryan Graves should be uh, playing like maybe on the third defensive pairing, whatever the case might be. But Ryan Graves was able to redeem himself come the end of the game because when the Rangers pulled Shosturskin to get the extra attacker, it was Ryan Graves who was able to come to the rescue and come to the aid to the New Jersey Devils because here's what happened. The New York Rangers had a golden opportunity to get a game-tying goal. And at one point, it looked like it was going to go past Vanacek and find the back of the net. It looked like Vanacek lost sight of it. But who was able to see that puck? It was Ryan Graves. He was able to get full grasp of the puck and knock that puck away from his netminder. That is clutch for Ryan Graves. And it didn't stop there because when there was like five or so seconds remaining in the game and the Rangers were basically just hurrying up the rink to try to set up shop and try to score, who was there to greet him? At point blank, it was Ryan Graves able to get that puck and just clear it down to the other side of the rink to take the momentum out of the sails of the New York Rangers. So there we go. Adversity hit Ryan Graves. Unfortunately, I'm sure he was kicking himself because he felt like that clear attempt was on him. Like I said, I don't think it was a boneheaded mistake. I think it was just wrong place, wrong time. Already touched on it. But Ryan Graves, nonetheless, I'm sure he felt somewhat guilty for uh, giving up the first goal of the game for the Rangers inadvertently. So uh, that was much needed for Ryan Graves. He needed that confidence booster. He needed that redemption. He needed that support, especially given what happened in period number two and what happened in the New York Islanders game. So Ryan Graves, adversity hit him, and he was able to make two clutch clears for the Devils towards the end of the game. And now the fourth challenge I had for the Devils was make a statement against the new look New York Rangers team. So we're going to talk about that momentarily because this was, in fact, a statement victory for the New Jersey Devils. It looked like that the Devils just had a different pep in their step, and you just knew that I think the Devils are going to come away with the win, especially after period number one and during the course of period number three. So when talking about this game in general for the Devils, there was obviously a lot of questions because the New Jersey Devils were able to beat the New York Rangers twice this year. However, that was before the trade deadline. I remember the last time they played the New York Rangers back in January, I was at the Prudential Center covering the game. Jack Hughes went off and Damon Severson was able to get the game-winning goal in overtime. So that was really exciting to see. And now it's just like, okay, it's past the trade deadline. They added Patrick Kane to their roster. They added Vladimir Tarasenko to the roster. So how do the Devils look against this Rangers team? Because quite honestly, if the Devils aren't able to get that first seed in the Metro, then this very much well could be the first round matchup. And I'm sure a lot of people are excited for it. I'm sure a lot of people are nervous. But basically, we have to see how the Devils answer in this matchup because this could be a good preview for them because – Let's face it, uh, according to some people who were at the Prudential Center, the uh, the differential in fan bases, it was like 70% Ranger fans and 30% Devils fans. Ryan Ovazinski even tweeted out saying that there was a let's go Rangers chant across uh, the Prudential Center after Kreider scores. And look, I know the history between the Rangers and the Devils, and this usually does happen, but it, nonetheless, this is good practice for the Devils leading into the playoffs. So that's one of the things I was looking for, which is you need to have a good showing from start to finish. You know Shesterskin, he's not going to let many go past him because 
I believe going into this matchup, Shesterskin, he has seven wins in his past eight appearances. So you know he's going to stand tall in between the pipes. I know he's had his struggles this year, but I still think Shesterskin will step it up for the Rangers come the playoffs. So that was another factor that I had for the Devils going into the matchup, which is, you know, you got to face Shesterskin. You got to look at this new look Rangers team. And basically it's just like you have to uh, act like this is a playoff environment because this could be a team that you face in the first round. So my initial thoughts to the game, I think this was another great showing from the Devils. I, I know I say this a lot, but I genuinely mean it just because of what it meant and what happened during the course of the game and the concerns that we had leading up into it. I'd say this was one of the more exciting and probably one of their best showings of the season. It's not the best showing, but it's certainly one of them. I'd say it's like top 10 or so. So I loved the overall mindset that the Devils had, just scoring early, getting to, getting that bit of a cushion. And also they were able to get a power play goal thanks to Timo Meyer. So uh, Timo Meyer kind of silencing the naysayers just a little bit, but we'll talk about that momentarily. But I think the main thing that a lot of people were curious to see was the matchup between Vitek Vancek and Igor Shosturskin. Because head-to-head -head this season, when looking at high danger chances, Shosturskin has 50, Vancek has 34. High danger goals, Shosturskin has 6, Vancek has 4. Slot save percentage, Shosturskin 808% of the year. And Vanacek, 697 of the year. Inner slot save percentage, 765% for Shesurskin, 500 for Vanacek. So basically it was like, can Vitek Vanacek stand in between the pipes? Because look, Shesurskin is going to give you little to nothing on the other side of the rink. So if your team gives you like a one to nothing lead or a two nothing lead, I, I know that sometimes it's not always on Vanacek, but you need to be able to stand tall in between the pipes. Because like I said, uh, Shesurskin... He might give you one. He might give you two. He might give you zero. So it's just like you got to work with what you're being given. And Vanacek was able to step up big time once again. He had a lot of great A saves. And it goes back to that game against the Carolina Hurricanes in which Vitek Vanacek was able to uh, shut out the, the Hurricanes in that matchup. So uh, it seems like Vitek Vanacek is really stepping up his game when it matters most. And that's going to be big come playoff time. So I don't want anyone to underestimate that. So Vitek Vanacek coming up clutch once again for the Devils, and he was one of the three stars of the game, and he has become the first Devils goalie since Martin Brodeur to reach 30 wins in a single season. So congratulations to Vitek Vanacek. So when you look at the all-time wins in a season, obviously you see Martin Brodeur's name like, like 10, 10 down the list, but now you'll see Vitek Vanacek just squeak his name in there. So uh, congratulations to Vitek Vancek doing something that no Devils goalie has done since the greatest goalie to ever play the game. Now, like I said, for Ryan Gray's, the story of redemption for him, I think a lot of uh, his teammates can definitely learn from him because that's the thing I want to see from the Devils. When adversity hits, you got to be able to respond. So like, like I said in segment number one, Ryan Gray's, he faced the adversity of just basically letting up inadvertently the first goal of the game to the Rangers was able to redeem himself by coming up clutch for his team. So that's the thing I want to see from the Devils moving forward, especially come the playoff time, because look, adversity is going to hit you. You're going to run into some challenges. You're going to run into some difficulties, but how you respond to those adversities, that's the difference between a championship caliber team and a first round exit. So 
When looking at this matchup, the New Jersey Devils, they are now 3-0-1 on the year against the New York Rangers. And like I said, could be a playoff matchup. So would you rather see the Islanders or would you rather see the Rangers? I don't know. I don't. I definitely don't want to underestimate either of our potential opponents. But I think the Devils, I, I, and based on what they've been able to do against the Rangers this year, you, you can't overlook that I think the Devils just know how to handle the Rangers a little bit better. By the way, how did that kid line do for the New York Rangers in this matchup? I'm, I'm just asking. The, asking for a friend. Seriously, I, I want to know. But I'm just trolling a little bit. And lastly, when we're on the topic of storylines going into the matchup, uh, people had their concerns about Timo Meyer. They were just like, we just expect a little bit more from Timo Meyer. We just want the points up just a little bit more. But I think Timo Meyer is starting to come into his own as a devil because, look, the stats do prove it. Timo Meyer is making an impact. He's just not making the impact I think people would like for him to make the impact in. But in this power play, in this man advantage, he was able to score in the slot area. So he was still relatively close to the net, but he was still far away where he can let off his beautiful shot. So Timo Meyer, the goals, the assists, the points, they are going to come. But I want people to... Just remember that Timo Meyer, he knows how to rack up the hits because he led the Devils in hits in this game with five total. He knows how to assert himself. He knows how to get in front of the net. He knows how to set up his teammates. And basically, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. So I want people to just remember that Timo Meyer, this is only the beginning of what I hope is going to be a very successful tenure as a New Jersey Devil. And I think this game can definitely showcase that in more ways than one. So once again, getting that power play goal, hanging in front of the net, and he was the first star of the game in this matchup. So Timo Meyer, do not underestimate his skill set. And I know, and just be patient, okay? That, that's all I can say. Just chill out, be patient, because trust me, there's more where that came from. And, and it seems like Timo Meyer is starting to pick it up just a little bit more. But I just want you guys to remember that the numbers do back it up, even if you don't see it in the points category. And once again... The Devils are just one point behind the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm, I'm really excited. So to close out this show, I'm going to give the uh, the Devils a letter grade, and I'm going to compare the final stats. But before we do, I want you guys to have some extra energy. So I'm going to tell you about Built Bar. So looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We got through the holidays, and I know one of your New Year's resolutions is to eat happier and healthier. So you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think that they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for stars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but somehow, some way, contains only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein, and you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built at Built.com. Now you get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Also, shout out to Ryan Novozinski because he recently messaged me and told me that he went into his local store. He picked up a Built Bar, and he said it was delicious. So the New Jersey Devils beat writer for NJ.com, he loves Built Bars, and so will you. And now let me tell you about a way to make some extra money. Head over to FanDuel. So the tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel, baby. 
America's number one sportsbook. You're awesome, baby. March Madness, because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up today and claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So you don't miss a shot at the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Okay, so let's compare the final stats, and then I will give the Devils a letter grade. So when looking at the shots on goal category, the Devils led that category 31-25. I was very impressed with the fact that the Devils were able to outshoot the New York Rangers in period number one and throughout the entirety of this game, in fact. So that was crucial for them because I know Shostakovich is not going to make it easy for them. So the key is you got to go right at him, and somehow, some way, he might make a mistake. But luckily, Dougie Hamilton was able to set up Eric Holla on that first goal, and then Timo Meyer was able to get a beautiful shot in the slot on the power play. Now, when looking at the faceoff percentage, 52% to 48% in favor of the Rangers. Power play, Rangers were one for two, thanks to Chris Kreider. Devils were one for two. Hits, 19 apiece. Blocks, 19 to nine in favor of the Rangers. Giveaways, Devils led that department 13 to nine. So when looking at this game for the Devils, it wasn't like heart pounding until it was like the final few seconds of the game because the Rangers got the extra attacker. Devils were struggling, clearing the puck. And I think that was my only issue for the Devils throughout the course of the game which was they had trouble clearing the puck but if that's the only thing that I can complain about I still think that was a very successful outing for a devil so uh, my heart wasn't pounding per se I was definitely excited to watch the game and it was definitely enjoyable to watch but um like I said we don't need to send it to OT we don't need we didn't need the Rangers to tie it up and possibly get a game winning goal late whatever the case might be so the devils needed this kind of game which was kind of low-key but it's still very important, and I just love that the Devils were cool as a cucumber and kept their composure throughout the entire 60, playing good from start to finish. So if I had to rank this game for Devils, I'm going to give them – I think I'll give them an A because of what the game meant, the fact that they were able to score fast and early, the fact that they were able to address a lot of our concerns going into the matchup and basically shut them all down because, once again, get off to a good start in period number one try to play somewhat solid defense and they were able to do so and just try to make sure that you uh, play that solid defense. If your offense isn't really there devils had, once again, they had a lot of good looks. They created great opportunities for themselves, but Shesterskin and the Rangers, they're just that good and they're good for a reason. And I have to give them their roses in that sort of respect. So if you want to play a drinking game, uh, take a shot for every grade a save that Shesterskin made in this outing spoiler alert you probably don't want to drive afterwards in fact please don't drive afterwards so it, it just proving the point that the devils they were just met with a tough battle and they were able to overcome it so that's my overall thoughts on the game against our hudson river rivals so let me know what you guys think leave a comment down below if you're watching on youtube if you're listening on podcast streaming service hit me up on my personal twitter page at trainmat4 or the show's twitter page at locked on devils as for this episode that's all the time i have for you so continue to stay safe Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Once again, let's get that first position in the Metro.